0: In 1987, a man had a vision, a vision for a movie that he felt needed to be made. This man developed the story, wrote the screenplay, produced and directed this film, and what we are presented with now is 1988 Scarecrows. What went through this man's mind, we may never know, but we are left with a lot of questions. Why? For what reason? Does intelligent life exist in the universe? If this film is any type of representation, then no. Sadly, it does not. Especially not here on Horror Movie Night. Which one of you picked this movie? I need to know.
2: 100% me, buddy.
0: Yeah. This was, well, I uh, mean,
2: it was my pick, but Matt and I commiserated about how this movie is fucking ridiculous and we needed to talk about it.
0: I championed it. Yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> Matt reminded me that I had been wanting to do this because I was like, uh, you know what? I don't know what I want to do for my Halloween or my October pick. And he was like, Well, I had this thought, and he started talking about it a couple – like, was it like six weeks ago or something like that on the podcast? I was like, nope, don't say anything. I'm going to pick it in October.
0: Yeah. So we're talking about Scarecrows. It was picked by Scott, um, which is a movie that is really long and large – You know what? Actually, I kind of knew that you were not going to like this, Adam, because it has the exact same pacing as Pumpkinhead. It uh, <laughs> it's, it's, it's really long. This
1: makes me like Pumpkinhead a lot more.
2: <laughs> well, uh, you know what? My job here is done, friend, because that was all I was hoping for.
0: <laughs> so I'm going to do a quick like two or three sentence synopsis, and then we're just going to fire through this. So basically, wait, wait, it's about... Wait,
2: wait. Should, we, should we talk about the spots where you're supposed to fast forward? Or uh, I mean, to the imagination?
0: We'll leave that to the imagination, because okay. the movie can yeah. really be summed up in just a couple sentences. Yeah. <laughs> it's about a group of people, uh, military people who've stolen a ton of money. One of them goes rogue and lands in a field with some scarecrows, and they go after him to get the money and are killed off by the scarecrows. And the only person who survives is the pilot's daughter uh, and her dog. Um, that's the whole movie in a nutshell. It takes depending on what version you watched, 79 minutes or 83 minutes to tell this story. Um, So the the first thing I want to talk about is the opening scene where there is nothing but two straight minutes of backstory being told in a news report that probably saved this production a couple thousand dollars and a few days on set. Well, then they would
1: have had to have three sets instead of two sets (laughs) they would have had to have some sort of bank set or some other set an airport anything
2: but the thing (laughs) is is that uh, i i kind of appreciate the fact that this movie is so shoddy because really i mean like yes turn this movie into a 30 minute movie and you're not missing the other hour and 10 minutes i mean this movie is like literally an hour and 40 minutes and it's way too long no
0: it is way shorter than that. It feels worse. Cool. The unrated, uncut, extended edition is 83 minutes and, long. And, <laughs> and
1: there's the outro scene, which again does newsreel over the shot of the scarecrow, um, and then it goes into the full-on credits. So take about six minutes off those 83 minutes. You're looking at like an hour and 15 minute tops movie.
2: This is the Chucky Band <laughs> presents Scarecrow's movie. <laughs> So, let me explain why I like this movie, because there are so few killer Scarecrow movies out there, and even fewer of them are even watchable, so we're left with, like, three.
0: Yeah, it's like this, Dark Knight of the Scarecrow, and one other one that I've yet to discover.
2: Yeah, basically, yeah, I, I haven't even watched Dark Knight of the Scarecrow, I've heard good things, but... It, it, you know, I mean, there are sci-fi original movies about scarecrows. Actually, I'm gonna pick a movie in the spring that's kind of like a scarecrow movie, um, but it's supposed to be in the springtime, which is just, just ludicrous. But anyway, we'll get to that in a couple months. In any case, I picked this because I I think that the fact the 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 concept because it's kind of got this high concept to it, but they don't explain a whole lot of it. So does that even count as high concept? But I feel like the concept of this movie rules. Killer scarecrows that stitch you up with hay and make you this immortal killing machine. You just can't be killed like even if your head's cut off. And there's also a little bit of Jacob's Ladder going on in here where it's like do you do you know if you're dead? Um and altered reality and people are like what who are you talking to? What are you hearing? blah blah. Uh it no, nothing makes sense in this movie. I also like the fact that for once there's a movie that has Rambo bullshit in it that I don't hate. <laughs> yeah.
0: um, so I will say that I actually, the parts in this movie that involve the scarecrows, I fucking love. Except for, and this is super disappointing, but like the main scarecrow for the for the bulk of the movie is the shoddiest looking one in the entire yeah. oh yeah this this is like a hundred thousand dollars that's what i was going to say i was like
1: i love the design of the scarecrows but just not the scarecrow monsters like the actual scarecrows that are in the movie like when they're walking around and they're all set up over the set and they're like man there's fucking scarecrows all over the place i'm like those things look pretty dope and then one of them like jumps up and kills somebody i'm like that's a dude in a mask i can see his skin (laughs) underneath
0: the fucking like in the eye holes of the mask what the shit So we got to give credit where credit's due, though. The night vision goggle scarecrow thing is fucking awesome. Like, it's the best looking scarecrow in the whole movie. Yeah, because it's two color. (laughs) Yeah. It's only in it for about 30 seconds, but he's awesome.
2: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So uh, we have to talk about the fact that the girl who's supposed to be a teenager is obviously in her 30s. (laughs) (laughs) She's also dressed like every girl on Instagram right now, Um, which is super depressing for me because modern fashion just looks like garbage like it's so bland it's like okay you have this cream shirt with two buttons and no sleeves and a flannel and mom jeans and then some like white high tops that's 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 what you're going with as like fashion nowadays it it looks like crap don't do it but
1: let's start calling it the scarecrow look <laughs> uh i mean
2: we can try but i don't think that's really going to catch on
1: so uh, we're trendsetters in the fashion world we can do what we want
2: <laughs> yeah did you see us at monster mania uh so
1: <laughs> so uh, one
2: of the worst spe- i mean we look at a lot of bad special effects in horror movie night and we're getting up there in our numbers and the grenade explosion outside of the plane oh, might oh be my god one. i wrote
0: it down That is some fucking top notch bad CGI right there. It just looked like somebody shot a Roman candle at it. Yeah, it's horrible, like horrible.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's gonna dovetail real nicely into what I watched this week. But (laughs) uh, special effects in this movie are not high quality. Um, So, so I do kind of like the fact that this is very. Uh, you know that Chaucer story about like the the three guys that steal gold and then kill each other because they're greedy? Yeah. It's like the I feel like the writers of this movie wanted to to do that, but with killer scarecrows that turn people into monstrous puppets full of money and and hay. Uh, but or straw um but they just aren't intelligent enough to, to to blast that idea out of their brains and onto celluloid, so they just kind of came up with this so <laughs> I don't know but they um, the, the, the second worst part about this movie beyond the, the shitty CGI in the plane is the fact that there's so much adr like mental thought you know like people talking in their like they're just talking to themselves in their brains it's their train of thought It's been 80 yard and them just like looking around the set with googly eyes like,
0: oh, 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 (laughs) that's like this movie. It's better than when they talk out loud uh, when the guy who goes rogue is dangling from a tree and he goes, what happened? Where am I? Yes. I I heard my grenade go off. (laughs) Was that that his? I think
2: that that might have been no, that, thought, man.
1: that was in his head That was in his head as well That's Yeah, he was not talking out loud Because that, they go, it's the five minute opening And the guy betrays his friends And jumps out of the plane And then you have a solid ten minutes Of him just wandering around Going, oh, I'm in the jungle There's a lot of scarecrows around here Where'd that money go? Oh, uh, yeah, it's over by those three crosses. Oh, well, there's the money. There it is. It's right there. (laughs) Also,
2: doesn't he, like, only have one bag of money? And they're all trying to kill each other over a bag of money. Like, one bag of dollars.
1: (laughs) He has a, a, like, a chest that's full of those smaller bags of money. Because okay. when he starts, like, when he... Right before he gets killed by the Scarecrow, he ditches the chest, he reaches into it, and grabs, like, three, four of the bags out of it. And and then he, like, was trying to give it back. Like, you want the money? Here you go, take it. Um, yeah, it's so stupid. And and they're all still in radio communication with each other as well. And they're, like, talking to each other over the radio. So it's, it's again like you were talking about how they were they were fucking sort of like sort of fucking with your reality as to like what's real and what's not real um i don't 100 percent know if that was supposed to be on purpose because (laughs) the guy had his own voiceover but also like a lot of radio chatter was going on and i was like who the fuck is talking to who right now yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so so
2: I think that we're around the 30-minute mark now, especially if you're fast-forwarding. Um, and I was—I fast-forward the hell out of this. Movie. This is my <laughs> third watch, and I fast-forward through it every time. I've never made the mistake of watching it at just one X.
0: But well, I mean, I'm sure Adam and I it. both did. <laughs> like, Unfortunately. Yeah, I watched it 1X.
2: Not, you should know better than to, to watch something like this at 1X. There's nothing to be well, nothing Someone's
0: got to have integrity on this show.
2: But I'm the one who picked it, and I'm telling you, you, you didn't <laughs> miss anything. So there's a line in here that is it just shows the, the quality of, of, uh, of dialogue that we're dealing with. And it's possessed by demonic demons. That's a legit line in this fucking film. Uh, It is so bad. Uh, You know, this is one of those movies where I think that if we could cut it down to like a 40-minute watch and just have little bits of exposition where you're – if you watch it with a group of people, you've seen it before, you know the storyline, you can give them the stupid exposition that they're missing in like two sentences and they don't have to watch 10 minutes of a dude walking around a cornfield for no reason. Um, You could have a really good time watching this movie because it's just – it's demon wind level weird when it's good, but it's, like, super, super slow otherwise. Uh, but then there's – immediately after that demonic demons line, the female soldier I, – I didn't really catch anybody's names. Roxanne. Like, okay, Rox- Roxanne. Um, anyway, so she's fixing her makeup, and uh, she – has some super internalized misogyny with the, uh, quote unquote teenage girl who's her hostage. She goes, try a little rouge. It'll make you look happier. And I'm thinking, first of all, why the fuck are you putting on more makeup when it doesn't matter? It's the middle of the night and you're with a bunch of mercs. Like, nobody cares about your makeup. Second of all, she basically was just like, smile. Um... <laughs> 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 uh, but but uh, that was, those parts are, are the most human things that happen in this movie and then the rest is just fun ridiculousness where like um, wh- why would you be why would you react with anger if you got douche with human blood and guts from the tree the guy's like motherfucker I'm gonna kill you but he just got like sprayed with somebody's blood and guts and he's, he's like oh they, he must have killed a goat and put the guts up in the tree
1: so there's a lot of like uh, like tell but don't show Um, there was one line you you remember in the house there's like three pictures of or a picture of these three old dudes right well at one point they find one of the the scarecrows sewing on a guy's hand like he's killed the guy and he chopped his hand off and then he's sewing it onto himself and if you look at the picture of the three old dudes The one in the middle is missing a hand. So there's just this, like, throwaway line that's like, they took his hand. And they're like, they used it like he was sewing it back on. I I saw the picture back at the house. It must be those three guys. Those three guys from the pictures live, like, are they the scarecrows? And I was like, well, you are jumping to conclusions like a motherfucker here. Like, that is not set up in any way, shape, or form. No, where are you getting this from? You just, like... (laughs) So it's a lot of, like, well, let's backpedal and, like, we'll just throw shit in to try and make this make sense. But it only leaves me more confused and with more questions.
2: Yeah, absolutely. But you brought up a great point, And I want to spend a minute here talking about some some Oedipus shit going on in this. Well, Freudian shit going on in this movie. Um, so there's a lot of hand trauma in this film, like Everybody's hands get mutilated in this movie. You got the the old guy in the picture who's missing a hand. You got one guy who's get who gets murdered. I think that's the 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 is that the idiot guy who gets like um, a, a burlap sack over his face and then stabbed in the mouth.
0: Yeah, that which that is my sweet. best. That's the best death. That that yeah. knife into the face is fucking awesome.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's. It's actually very cringy. Like when they get the special effects right, they really get them right. I want—I mean, I didn't even look at who did the special effects, but whoever did them definitely really likes Tom Savini because they know how to do like really upsetting gore. But they only get like three opportunities to do a really good job of it. So in any case, they the the so that guy gets his hand chopped off. Um, when Bert, the guy who's stuffed with money, when he's fighting everybody and they're shooting the hell out of him, and then he like is down for the count and then somebody like grabs at his chest or something and
1: he puts he like
2: grabs onto the guy's uh uh
1: he like grabs him by the jaw yeah and he yes, shoves yes. his fingers deep into the guy's mouth
2: yeah which is a really bad idea um i was expecting cuz like i've said i've seen this movie 3 times now i keep forgetting that that part is bert bites the guy's fingers off no 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 the guy bites bert's fingers off sorry that's yes. what it is i was actually worried that 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 uh that the guy's jaw was going to get ripped off, which would have been much more brutal. But um, it's it's pretty funny actually when the guy gets his when uh, Bert his his fingers bit off because the guy falls through the window and then just goes Bleh. <laughs> like the three fingers just go plink 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 onto the the porch area, and then Roxanne later on when she kind of saves the the teenage quote unquote teenage daughter. Um, as they're trying to get back to the plane, um, she is like in this fugue state, trying to grab money and everything like that. And then she reaches out for what looks like a five dollar bill, like totally not worth it, and gets stabbed right in the middle of her hand with a with a knife. And then she's like, "Ah!" She's screaming. And then another scarecrow comes and pulls her away. And then you get a close up of the hand, and like the flesh is just getting ripped apart in a really crude manner um i think that's all the hand trauma in this movie but goddamn it's like the, the the guys who wrote or put together this movie and produced it were like let's just fuck up everybody's hands
1: yeah No, no you're you're absolutely right hey did anybody else think that uh the guy that played curry like the main bad military guy was also the same dude from um day of the dead the one where they're in like the underground bunker
2: it's, I have not seen that movie in probably a decade at the absolute minimum, so I, I don't remember his face. Well,
1: he just put it's, its another military guy who's angry and shouts a lot. And I was certain that it was the same guy, and I was like, "Well, that's a cool sort of like connection." But apparently, I'm wrong. This guy—the guy, the guy so, that played so, Curry—was in a lot of X Files episodes. Apparently, though.
2: Hmm. Well, the guy that plays the idiot that gets stabbed in the mouth. Um, that, that's kind of like the Merc with the Heart of Gold kind of thing going on. Um, I think he's Roxanne's boyfriend or fuck buddy or something. I don't know, but he he looks like you know the guy in uh, Boot Camp in Starship Trooper. He gets his head blown apart. He looked like that guy, nice. <laughs> um. <laughs> which which makes up the fact that like he he um he's the big dumb one in this movie and that guy's the big dumb one in that movie so i can't qualify whether or not it's the same person but if it's not they definitely serve the same role in both films
1: there's just i I, this all this felt like such a strange pick to me when i when i started watching it because it's almost sort of competently made and it's not like crazy enough that we can really rip into it and it's just it's sort of a well put together movie for for what it is and for how cheap it must have been
0: well that's what a lot of the uh like when i was reading up on it the the critical praise was all like for what this movie cost to make they made a good like well paced horror film all things considered like i feel like if this was made by by a studio it'd be a pile of garbage but there's like something charming about the fact that it was clearly like a small crew small team like i would not be shocked if this was one of those sets where if we looked at the credits, we'd notice that the actors were also, like, costume designers or makeup artists or something like that. Like, I believe that this set never had more than ten people on it at any given time. Well, oh, yeah.
1: William Wesley was director, producer, story by, screenwriter. <laughs> like,
0: yeah. So this
2: is a real passion picture for anybody yeah, who that's, cares that's, to watch that's
1: it. That's what I'm thinking. And also, um, before this, he had an acting role as being a go-go dancer in a Janet Jackson video. That was his <laughs> big breakout into hollywood um but yeah he's just a cuban guy who really fucking wanted to make this movie and not, i don't know whatever man that's your passion like fuck like
2: do they, do they have like cornfields that need scarecrows in cuba
1: that's the thing I there was know. like there was we saw the big dumb oaf guy come back with a thing of corn but all those scarecrows were just set up like in the jungle and it's like what are you protecting <laughs> there's no what are, what are birds trying to eat around here
0: <laughs> well corn yeah. you saw the one guy eating that ear of corn that was somehow yeah, but we, still
1: fresh we never saw like a corn field really yeah we never saw a corn
2: field yeah you know th- that's what this movie needs is it needs to be that's what I need alright I need a monster movie that's children of the corn with fucking scarecrows because that's what my life is missing and that's what this movie is just kind of like the the shitty like never there doesn't call me in the morning boyfriend kind of you know just placeholder
0: <laughs> That's what right. this movie is. So I've got let's see three things that I have written down that we haven't talked about yet that I want to mention. One is that the musical score to this film is very oboe heavy. Um it's, <laughs> <laughs> It really is. I really would you know, I wouldn't call it uh,
2: a soundtrack or a score. I
0: just think it's random
2: sounds. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um there is an overwhelming amount of dog death fake outs throughout the movie. Yes, yes. And I, I was like, yes, the dog's going to make it. No,
2: nope. The dog makes it until that stupid voiceover at the end. Bullshit.
0: Yeah. And then the final one is yet another movie with the old talking head in a fridge bit. <laughs> what am I?
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the Jacob's Ladder part of this movie to me. Which I mean, I, I think that Jacob's Ladder was later, but this movie definitely has some of the um, Tim Robbins you know, had fucked hammered. up from. <laughs> 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 the, no, they've got some of like the 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 fucked up from Nam kind of feel going on.
1: Let's let's say works. it's more like a house than Jacob's Ladder.
2: Yes. Yeah. Yet were you in the shit?
1: <laughs> yeah, I was deep in the shit. Me and Robert Zadar over here, we were deep in the shit.
0: <laughs> um, right. Oh, by uh, the way, you guys have speaking else? by <laughs> the way,
1: dog did not die. They just said that uh, the dog tried to attack them, and so they tranquilized it. Did not say that they killed it. It said dog was put down, right? No, they said tranquilized.
2: Uh, well, I think that they what they really meant, and they're just not smart enough to use the correct word, is euthanized. Because the dog is probably like possessed by the demons because it somehow flesh. Yeah, I was thinking that same thing. That's why would it? That's so stupid. Oh man, (laughs) that might be the be the worst part of this movie is the fact the dog didn't make it. Um, but yeah, so that was scarecrows. Uh, I appreciate you guys being good sports about it and not completely reaming me over it because it does have some charm to it, like Matt said. So anybody listening,
0: got to save that energy for next week. Um, oh yes. (laughs) Hey, what's up, Horror Movie Night listeners? We are Scott and Liam vs. Evil, all the way from sunny Scotland.
2: Every two weeks, we bring you two loosely linked horror films and more conspiracies than you can shake your anal probe at. To
0: find us online, search for Scott and Liam vs. Evil. We're fun, we're gloriously not safe for work, and we say fuck a
2: lot. So what did you guys watch this week? Alright, let me start you guys off. You already know, but nobody else does. I watched Electric Boogaloo after much poking and prodding from the two of you guys, and oh my god, is it amazing.
0: Yeah, how many uh, movies do you want to see now just off that film?
2: <laughs> like tons. And Adam's trying to talk me down the, from the ledge like to watch Breaking and Breaking 2, but there's like a, a hospital dance number in Breaking 2 where there are women in like nurses outfits. I can't say no to that. It hits. It you
1: checks all the boxes. You don't right. Near so, enough weed to sit down and watch all of Breaking and Breaking Two.
0: <laughs> hey, I watched Breaking One, and Breaking One is pretty fun. I haven't watched uh, Breaking Two <laughs> yet, but <laughs> yeah,
2: because you probably want to be Boogaloo, right?
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I was going to say, um, did you go through the same thing that I went through while watching that movie, where you saw the? just the clips from the movie up from the depths and thought, well, there's a summer movie for horror movie. (laughs) Which one was up from the depths? That's the like Jaws ripoff where they never finished building the Jaws face. (laughs) Yeah. But here's the
2: thing though, is that there are so many movies in that, that I would love to talk about, but a lot of them don't really fit our, our mold. Like I gotta see that. Um, that that movie that Alvaro was or uh, Cassandra Peterson was in that was the the um oh it's the Indiana Jones ripoff but it's a oh. sequel
0: that they made yeah
2: yeah uh, yeah Quartermain I'm... like Alan Quartermain and the the oh the yeah Temple of Gold, they used to
0: all be, blind, be on Netflix for a while they were on Netflix oh I'm sure that
2: we could find those on YouTube no problem <laughs> but the, I just anytime Cassandra Peterson talks I just I love her she's just like so. Fun and charming, even when she's not being a sarcastic bitch, which is like, you know, that's her shtick. Yeah. But even in in real life, she's got like that 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 snap to everything she says. I just want to listen to everything she says. So yeah, I'm gonna watch that one for sure.
0: I will say that um, I do think that that's the best of the three, but I do really recommend their other two documentaries as well. Uh, the Not Quite Hollywood and uh, Machete Maidens Unleashed. It's very similar. Premises just focusing on countries exploitation films instead of canons exploitation films. But are either of those on Netflix? Would you happen I, to know? I got them both via a disc from Netflix, not through the streaming. Okay, I think maybe Machete
2: Maidens was uh, is or was on. Ah, um, uh, yeah, it's no longer on Netflix, but it might be on Shutter. Shutter. Because Shutter seems to do this awesome thing where, one, they have a, like a good amount of documentaries on there for being a smaller service, but they also, um, I think that they're really good about they they take all the shit that comes off Netflix and they and they they share it or I mean that they they present it. So, uh, yeah, Machete Maidens isn't on Shutter. I'll probably have to get it on like Amazon uh, Amazon Video or something like that. But that's definitely the next one that I'm going to watch.
0: Yeah. Uh, anything else that you watched?
2: Uh, I mean, I have other stuff, but well, here here is one thing I'll um I'll mention. We watched The Defenders. Uh, it wasn't that great. Yeah, I've been hearing we that it starts
0: off strong and then it just falls apart after like two or three episodes.
2: Yeah, it, it's it's pretty good for the first four episodes, but it's like eight episodes long, you know. Uh, it, it's actually worse than Iron Fist and Iron. F- I mean, here is the thing: is that there are some really sweet fight scenes in the first couple episodes when, when all the defenders get together, I think it's the second or third episode. They have a really sweet fight and um, you know, like the, the stunt coordination is so much better in the stunt choreography and like the fight choreography is so much better than it was in iron fist. And so you get to see what iron fist is supposed to look like almost or like closer to, but they get bogged down in the same bullshit that the second half or the middle part of Daredevil season two, all of Iron Fist, the second half of uh, Luke Cage. They all get stuck in this this just like gang violence. But it's the hand and the hand. It's like ninjas don't do it for me. I just really dislike ninja action because it's just so 80s that unless it's from the 80s it just feels like prestige. like you know how adam ha- was so succinct about how kung fury sucks it's like that it's just like it feels really phoned
1: in so, Ninjas, it's got to be foot clan or nothing <laughs> yeah oh by the
2: way we we watched the first we were watching the first 10 minutes of the first episode and i'm explaining to megan what happens in iron fist because i wasn't going to make her sit through that uh that whole season and so she's like oh okay wait and I was like, man, this is some Ninja Turtle shit. And she was like, wait, the hand? You mean like the foot Clan?" I was like, well, technically the hand was first because Ninja Turtles was like supposed to be sar- a sarcastic take on a lot of the Marvel comics. And she was like, oh, my God. And she could not get over that for the rest of the season. Like yeah. foot Clan, the hand, oh, my God, the hand and foot. Oh, my God. <laughs> it was very, very cute.
0: Uh, so I'm going to jump in here because my What Did I Watch This Week is also built off Netflix specials. Um, I watched two things on Netflix while I was rained in at a uh, Jersey Shore beach house during a big s- rainstorm throughout most of this weekend. Um, so I watched the Glow documentary. Uh, it's about an hour and fifteen minutes long, and it's about the actual show Glow from the eighties. I want
2: to uh, watch like, that.
0: Yeah, that's a <laughs> it's a fun it's a fun way to kill an hour and a half. It, it's very interesting. It's good stuff. Uh, What's that's it a, called? Uh, it's literally if you search Glow, you'll find it. It's like Glow the Legend of the the Gorgeous Ladies of Wrestling or something like that. Um, the other thing I watched because, well, Adam said that he disliked it, but I promised that I would watch it with my brother. I watched uh, The White Hot American Summer 10 years later, and I actually liked it. I didn't love it, but I liked it.
2: But uh, you also had pretty low expectations, right?
0: I went in with low expectations because of talking with Adam. Um, there, there are moments that... I laughed out loud Uh, and then there's like wet hot American summer and like that whole crew, that whole state crew have really gotten this weird thing going on where it seems like more of the jokes now are like super fourth wall breaky, which I'm okay with. Um, So I will talk about two quick things that don't really spoil that much. Um, But the one thing is that my brother and I could not stop laughing that there's a scene where Michael Ian Black uh, is calling this nanny uh, office to to make sure that the nanny that he hired is supposed to work there because it's supposed to be doing like a parody of The Hand That Rocks the Cradle. And the whole scene is just Michael Ian Black on the phone, like doing, you know, where he's having the conversation. You can't hear the other end of the phone. And he's like yes, I'm calling to inquire about so-and-so. What do you mean you don't have anyone by that name there? And, like, he does the whole thing, and then he hangs up the phone, and for less than a second, it cuts to inside the place, and the woman just goes, bye, and hangs up the phone. And we just thought that was the funniest fucking thing that they wasted time to film, like, build an entire set (laughs) and hire an actress for one line of dialogue for this, like, quick shot we thought was hysterical. The other thing that I like is uh, David Hyde Pierce's scene is done via Skype. They have to Skype call him, sort of. And it's so... He's clearly sitting in his house, like there's the Golden Globe trophies behind him and everything. Yeah, they're like, we we need the
1: launch codes, and he's like, oh yeah, okay, I can do that for you. Here's the launch codes. They're like, do you do you guys need anything else? Anything else you need for me? And they're like, no, that's that's all we need. And he goes, okay, cool. So that take was fine. That was a good take. <laughs> and he gets up, <laughs> shuts off the Skype, and just like walks away. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like the best humor is moments like that where it's just like they are so overly just be- f- taking, taking the piss out of the audience and just reminding you how much of a movie you're watching. Um, the, the last like 10 minutes is unbearably unfunny, though, which really brought me down. That was the whole time.
1: subplot that really bothered me was that entire George Bush, Ronald Reagan thing. And I was like, no, yeah. no, fuck off. I hate everything.
0: <laughs> Yeah, the ending really does uh, kind of shit and piss (laughs) all over what made the show work. But uh, if you ignore any of the Ronald Reagan, George Bush stuff and just focus on them having their 10 year reunion, it's actually a pretty fun way to kill like three hours. Again, I wouldn't go out of my way to watch it. But if you're trapped inside the house due to a rainstorm or something, it's not a bad way to kill some time. All right. Well, I
1: watched uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. And
0: oh, I still haven't seen it. Yeah, boy. Now,
1: I had been seeing a lot of reviews of people digging into it and complaining about it. Um, and just saying that it's very cliched and this, that, and the other. It doesn't quite capture the spirit. I tell those people to eat a big bag of dicks. Uh, go fuck yourselves, because this was fucking awesome. It was a really, really good movie. I agree. It, it's just so
2: so fun it's like why why go in there trying to expect more than that
1: and i mean they actually did a lot of stuff differently than the first movie it was a lot more colorful it was a lot more visually interesting um one or two of the characters did get flanderized a little bit like drax became sort of a one note sort of joke thing where he was kind of like the laugh track for the audience and it sort of felt like they were pushing the jokes a little hard um really other than that i don't have any fucking complaints about the movie i thought it was great i had a ton of fun watching it visually it was amazing and i watched like an ultra high like hd blu-ray copy of it which is probably the best way to do it because it's a beautiful looking movie um you know and and really people want to complain about this movie feeling cliche and stuff the entirety of the first movie was just all about a mcguffin it was like we got to get a super secret rock that's, fuck you, that's cliche, but that movie was still awesome, because the characters were were great, they got along well, in this one we get a lot more depth to their, their characters, we see, like, weird paternal relationships between everybody and baby Groot, we see Rocket grow as a character, um, a couple of characters die in the movie, and, like just it's fucking it's really good i i couldn't recommend it enough if you enjoyed the first one you're gonna enjoy this one unless you have a giant inanimate carbon rod up your ass that stops you (laughs) from being able to enjoy classic fun actiony movies because this was fucking great yeah
2: like but okay one thing i have to say though about your your very very small criticism of drax is that I have a problem where if Dave Bautista is laughing, I'm fucking laughing, man, because that guy has the most infectious laugh in Hollywood right now. Oh, my God. I mean, I get what you're saying about him being kind of overused because of his inability to understand like language, but man, I loved his jokes. I thought that I, – I mean, and Megan disagreed with me, but I thought that – volume two was as funny as volume one personally
1: well yeah there was a couple of times where i laughed pretty good like the whole pac-man thing man i fucking laughed my ass off when that callback happened but <laughs> it's it's really
2: i was not expecting that but it was very, very i bizarre. was
1: not expecting that either and it was fucking great um but it's really one scene in particular that i'm thinking of it's when we get introduced to that new character um shit what was her name cricket or something fuck Mantis as we get introduced to Mantis she says well I'm an empath like the chick from Star Trek Next Generation or whatever and and if you've seen any of like the promotional material this isn't a spoiler I'm pretty sure it's in a lot of the promo material she it's touches it, yeah. Quill and, and goes oh yeah you feel like very deep sexual romantic feelings for her and points at Gamora and then Dave Bautista goes ah ha ha ha, ha. she just gave away all like your biggest secret ah ha ha ha, ha. and I laughed at first but he kept laughing for another 90 seconds. And I was like, oh. <laughs> it wasn't that long. And then he goes, do me. And then
2: she touches him and they both start laughing. So I feel like yeah, it's okay. That's what I'm saying. It dragged
1: it. It dragged it way out to the point where I was like, I got the fucking joke. Who's, I'm not four years old. Don't but do also, this. Also,
2: I think that the, the big thing about Guardians 2 is that it did an even better job of targeting the fact that it's going to be adults taking their younger kids to see it, and I mean, it's a really bloodless movie. There's violence galore, and there's, but there's, it's very unsexual, uh, which is great for for children because that's you know people can see you know body parts filling. But if there's a tit anywhere, it's like no, cover their kids' eyes. But you know, it's a pretty sexless movie, um, but it's got tons of action, tons of fun. It's like. A live action Pixar movie almost with like jokes for adults and kids. So I feel like that might just not hit for us because we're a little older. But I think that if you're going to have a problem with any of the jokes in that movie, I think that you should have a joke with the You should have a problem with the Taserface joke because that is like a Seth MacFarlane level drag out joke. And I mean, not even Bradley Cooper could save that shit.
1: Yeah, you are correct. That one's hard, too. But I, you you likened it to a Pixar movie. I don't think we're ever going to get a Pixar movie where they have a 45-second conversation about Kurt Russell's penis. I just don't think—I mean, I'd love it if we could. I'd watch a whole movie, a Pixar animated movie, about Kurt Russell's penis, but I just don't think it's ever going to happen.
2: <laughs> oh, man. You know, I I just—I think it's the, the, the Marvel comic nerd in me that just— I appreciate and love the first Guardians, but they set up so much shit in Guardians Two for Infinity War that I was just like rock hard because I feel like they've just done. Are we twenty movies in something absurd? Uh, you know, in in the Marvel uh, cycle since Iron Man One came out. I mean, we're all a long way in, and we're all moving towards next year's Infinity War, and. Like that's
1: gonna be Avengers three, right? I'm gonna call it right now. Infinity War is gonna be a four part movie. <laughs> I no, I'm serious. You can't. Movie. It's 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 gonna be four parts. We're finally gonna do a quadrilogy on one of these fucking things. It's gonna be four parts because you can't. Uh, you, there's you know so much. It. Yeah, we just
2: jerked off James Gunn for the last 15 minutes. It's a good episode of horror movie Did as
1: we should we're it? like we're pretty much uh, associate trauma alumni of james gunn so we, you know, we're good <laughs> to do that quick
2: question adam do you think that guardians 2 was a more trauma flick than guardians 1
0: yeah i would say so there's um
1: yeah it was a lot more violent in a in a a, a different way
0: So I haven't watched it yet, but did they work a Lloyd Kaufman cameo into Guardians 2 as well? Unfortunately not, not in this one, no. James Gunn's parents and grandparents are in this movie. So that was Scarecrows from 1988. It's picked by Scott. Uh, Join us next week when we're going to be doing my October pick, uh, which I couldn't think of anything good that was specifically Halloween-based, but um, I went with something that we've always joked about talking about, and... uh, you know now we're not joking anymore. Jokes not so funny anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I,
1: I was looking at the list and I saw the next two movies, and I was like, I could have picked either one of those so I- <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, <laughs> Don't forget that you can also send us suggestions. We will be doing another a listener submission month in January. So send those in to us. We have a pretty nice list, but there's still plenty of room for more things to get added on there and Don't forget to check out our website at hmnpodcast.com. We have a store up at this time of recording. Uh, It's been up for a couple weeks by the time you hear this. But we have a store now, and there's also links to all the other places that you can listen to us. So all in all, things are going pretty well in the world of Horror Movie Night. So you should continue to check it out, and we have got a lot of great things in store for the future. I do want to do two quick shout-outs because they are coming up. Next week, uh, I will be at Midtown Cinema of Harrisburg talking about Bloody Murder right before a screening of Nightma- or Friday the 13th on Friday the 13th. And then that following weekend, the 14th and 15th, I will be at RetroCon in Oaks, PA. So swing by, look for the giant horror movie night banner that will be hanging behind me. We even have a thing to hold the banner now where we're getting legit. So thank you guys for everything that you've helped us out with. We were able to buy that banner because of the donations at Patreon. So it's a good time as any to say, hey, check out our Patreon and see if you'd like to throw us some cash to help us continue to build our cool stuff. Maybe one day we can buy a microphone so Adam doesn't sound like he's (laughs) broadcasting from the moon. Um, But we will be back next week. Come back and join us.